This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. This is the Ion Preps podcast, bringing you the best in prep sports from across the state. With our award-winning sports reporters Chip Souza from the Hog Sports Network and Eric Taylor from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And welcome to the I Own Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa with the Hog Sports Network and joined on this Monday morning. Man, what a beautiful day. Eric Taylor, E.T. from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Man, what a beautiful day. And I think we're going to have a good week of weather this week, man. I, I think so until I think I saw Saturday could get, get a little dicey uh, with, with a little weather. But it's, it's Arkansas, man, so you don't, don't expect anything different. That's man. right. That's right. So we're <laughs> going to recap championship games that were played in 7A, 6A, 5A, 2A, and 8-man. And then we're going to take a look at the championship games that will be played this weekend in 3A and 4A. So let's start in 7A a game that was played at noon on Saturday at War Memorial Stadium. He had undefeated Fayetteville going against Bentonville in a rematch in ET. This was a great game. It was everything that we, and I'm pretty sure everybody else, thought it would be. Uh, you know, two teams that know quite a bit about each other, man, back and forth, came down to uh, make plays late in the game, and that's literally what happened. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a hashtag that goes on up here at Northwest Arkansas between Bentonville and Fayetteville called betterville and <laughs> so you know when one team when one team beats the other when one town beats yeah. the other one or whatever they have that hashtag on the x betterville you know so anyway it's always a good thing and man they have played each other a lot of times this was a, another great game you know a couple of weeks ago you know fayetteville ran over bentonville not quarterback carter nye of the game they won by about three touchdowns but nye had since came back and you knew this was going to be a better game a better matchup and it was and it went down you know, to the to the final plays of the fourth quarter. Exactly, man. I mean, and, and again, and for all intents and purposes, when I saw the great atmosphere, great crowd, of yeah. course. Uh, and man, man, but the hats off to Fayetteville, man. Absolutely. Uh, to, to do uh, what they did, man, it, it, it's nothing short of amazing. Casey Dick, man, has done a, a, a heck of a job. One hundred percent been there. To be quite honest with you, yeah, man. man. And, uh, for those guys to cap it off with a state title, I mean, that, that's. That's nothing short of amazing, man. Absolutely. Drake Lindsey, the quarterback for Fayetteville, has had such a sensational year. He's committed to Minnesota, uh, was named the MVP of the game, a 22-16 uh, over Bentonville. Uh, Drake, 27-38 for 355, one TD. Had a couple of picks. You know, Bentonville, you knew they were going to watch that that film from the game before, and they were going to be ready, and they, they picked a couple of balls. But in the end, Lindsey mm-hmm. led his team down the field, put a game-winning touchdown on the board. And, uh, and again, E., Fayetteville's defense rose to the occasion. I was just about to say that, man. Their defense, like again, uh, you know, doesn't get a a, a a bulk of the 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 notoriety because of what Drake and those guys do offensively, man. But me again, man, you can say all year long this Fayetteville yeah. defense, you know, it's pretty good, man. And they they showed that uh, in, in, in the biggest game of the season, obviously, um, you know. And, and but then again, I mentioned with Drake, man. I mean, he wasn't he had the, the, the three hundred plus yards passing, had the two picks, but at the same time. He did what you expect a quarterback like him to do, you know, late, send it, drive his team down the field, man, and put really the game winning points on the board, man. And, and that's what you want out of a guy like him. Absolutely. Um, Bentonville penalties killed him. Uh, oh, yeah. 10 penalties for 75 yards in this game, including a couple. Bentonville was had a good drive going at the end, looked like they may be able to take it down the field and put up, you know, and, and maybe for the win, you know, at least to take the lead. And had a couple of just major penalties in that drive that that uh that were costly for them. But uh, you know, again, it was a good game. Uh, you know, a one score game, 22-16. Fayetteville 
caps off the perfect season, 13 and 0. Congratulations to Casey Dick and the Fayetteville Bulldogs you know, for winning the state championship. Um, and uh, you're right, you're right, ET. Uh, Casey's he's done a great job there of of restoring uh, that exactly. bite, you know, for those Bulldogs. Exactly, man. And like I said, he and he may not get you know again enough credit for what he's been able to do uh, at that school, man. And all he's done is just lead these guys, you know, year in year out competitively. And then, like I said, to cap it off with another state with a state title uh, this year, man, says a lot about about his character and what he's able to do as a head coach, man. And and Again, shout-out to him in, in that program. Yeah, absolutely. 6A, Greenwood 41, Little Rock Christian 23, a game that felt closer than this, E.T. I know mm-hmm. it ended up being you know, you know an 18-point difference at the end, but it, this is a game that felt closer than this for for most of the game. Uh, yeah, I, and I agree with that, man. Uh, you know, it was kind of a uh, – uh, I don't want to say a chess match, so to speak, man, but like, I'm like I'm with you. It, the 18-point spread, you know, didn't seem that way, but, again, Greenwood cannot kind of – Kind of make it make make yeah. things appear appear not what they are, man. Yeah. Uh, but hey, I, Green was back uh, at the top of that mountain, man. After getting back from last year, and it seemed like uh, every year that they're they're there. Yeah, you know, it was kind of. I think a lot of people forget that they didn't even they didn't win it last year or the uh, year before. They lost the year before to El Dorado. Yeah, El Dorado, exactly, yeah. man. So it's kind of odd to to see them in a in a three year stretch or whatever, not winning state titles, man. But they 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 finished it off uh, where most of us thought that they would be. Uh, at the end of the year, man. 100%. Their 11th state title in program history. Um, I was real impressed with Kane Archer. This is the first time that I've really gotten to see that sophomore quarterback play any extended time. I watched a lot of the a lot of the game. Um, and, man, I love his fire and, I guess, you know, an old word, moxie that he has. Mm-hmm. You know, he would he uh, he put this team on his back. And he uh, before the season, he, had, he, he told these seniors on the team, we, we're going to win the championship. We, we're going to win it. And uh, I tell you what, man, in that game Friday night, he put that team on his back, and he did everything he possibly could you know, to lead them. He was the MVP of the game, 22-29 passing for 187. Not big numbers, but he ran for 95 yards in this game and two more touchdowns. So uh, he's able to extend plays with his legs. He's able to scramble, uh, design runs. I mean, he is a true dual-threat quarterback in E.T., Watching him play, there's there's not any to me any doubt he deserves every bit of accolades that he's gotten as being one of the top quarterback recruits in his class. Oh no doubt, man. He, he doesn't play like a sophomore. No, I mean and, you know even when he came in last year as a freshman, I mean of course it was obviously that he was a, a ninth grader, but he had moments to where you would wonder like is this kid really a, a, a ninth grader? You yeah. know, and this year with with, with Greenwood and, and that's that's quarterback, you know quarterback you on a high school level to be quite honest with you, man. They he are. just fits the mold of those type of quarterbacks, man. But what he's able to do as a sophomore or what he was able to do did, did this past season uh, was just astonishing, man. I mean, it's every game, you know, when, when he was in there. And, and in the biggest game of the year, uh, like you said, he didn't have the the, the, the the gaudy passing numbers, but what he was able to do with his legs, keeping drives alive, man, and, and extending plays, man. And and a lot of times you don't get that out of, out of a sophomore in the state title yeah. game, you know, yeah. but he's done it all year. For those guys, man, and he showed that what he was able to do during the regular season wasn't a fluke. Nope. nope. This game of the year, he did the same exact thing that he was able to do, you know, the prior games in the regular season, man. And that, that kid's special, man. He really is. Absolutely. Uh, Walker White had a good game, too, for Little Rock. Uh, Christian, 25 of 49, 355, uh, three TDs, but three interceptions in this game. And, and against Greenwood, man, that's 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 you can't do that against a team of that level. Yeah, nine times out of ten, if you turn the ball over, let alone twice, but three picks, that's going to probably get you beat. Yeah, um, you know, and 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 that's that's 
an aberration for him. That's not something that he's accustomed to doing. But again, trying to make you know, plays. That's, yeah, that's, that's tough to tough to overcome, uh, especially against a team like that. Uh, when you're giving them uh, three extra possessions on yeah. top of what they've already been able to do offensively, man, that's tough to overcome. Man. There's no doubt he's trying to make plays. You know, he's yeah, he, you know, exactly. trying to, yeah, you know, exactly. trying to trying to win the game for his team and uh, mm-hmm. taking some chances. You know, and and uh, you know, this just in Greenwood, pretty good all the way around offense, defense, everything else. Uh, something else <laughs> too. Good. Something else too in this game. A lot of penalties, man. Twenty-five total yeah. penalties in this game called uh, Greenwood. Sixteen for one twenty-five. Normally, teams that get penalized that many times. Not going to win the game, but there again, you know, when you have Kane Archer taking the ball, you know, on the snaps, uh, you can overcome come some things. But, uh, man, that's a lot of penalties. That's a lot of penalties. But, uh, again, like you just mentioned, when, when when you get penalized that much and then you have a guy or really just the, the team in general that can overcome all that, that says a whole lot. Man, that's a lot of penalties, uh, you know, for one team, let yeah. alone the state title game. When that happens, it's generally not going to go your way. To be quite as honest with you, man, uh, you got to overcome that, and they were able to do that, man. So, but I'm with you, man. That's that's penalty. Those flags were flying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that that's you don't want to see a lot of that, you know, in the biggest game of the year because it can affect so much. Uh, and then one team to have that many, but again, it says a lot about Greenwood and their program. They've they overcome all of that. And still get it done by what three scores? Yeah, and we've talked about yeah. Casey Dick. What about the job that Chris Young has done? You and, know, at exactly. uh, at Greenwood, uh, stepping into for for Rick Jones. I mean, my, oh my, you know, that's like the guy who took Tom Landry's play. You know, whatever. I mean, right. it's you know <laughs> stepping in to take over that role for a guy like Rick Jones and what he had done. But man, Chris Young has done it and done it great. They've not missed a beat, um, oh. and uh, they just continue to roll down there. You know, and again, like you just mentioned, man, following a legend. I mean, yeah. I, I'm talking about not talking about somebody that was here just a, a year or two, no. had a, a couple of good years. No, this Trey Jones had he, he's a legend in, in the state, man. Yes. And I, I mean, you know, Chris Young kept, kept it rolling. Yeah, you know, and 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 you know, they don't expect anything differently at Greenwood. This is a, a yearly type thing. They expect to be competing every year, and I think that's that's a lot to do with what you know Rick Jones built in that program. You know, regardless of of who's on the sidelines, Roman, what regards of the players or whatever, the system is the system. They have a standard, and uh, they're used to being in that spot, man. So, you know, Chris Young, hey, great Drake job since he's been there, man. 100. Can't, can't say enough about what, what he's able to do, man. 100, man. Uh, Class 5A, Little Rock Park v. 55, Shallow Christian 12. This was a rematch of last year's state championship game. It was no contest, ET. No yeah. contest. No, not at all, man. I – uh. I kind of, you know, said that if, if Shiloh can can withstand an early barrage, uh, they may be to stay in the game, but it didn't go that way, man. Uh, Parkview did what Parkview's done all year. Man. E- ET, <laughs> they ra- they rang that bell. Parkview came out swinging, <laughs> swinging immediately. They they, they didn't wait. They, no, no, <laughs> you know, they didn't wait one one bit, man. But again, this they've done this all year long, man. For, and really, for the better part of the past two seasons, man, <laughs> it's, it's just amazing to see what what this team does on a weekly basis. No matter who they're playing, no matter the situation, they're going to come out do the same exact thing, play the same exact way. Tensity is always there, and man, this this game was kind of over uh, pretty quick, to be honest with you. There's no doubt, ET. They're the number one team in the state. They they you know exactly. they beat three seven eight teams in the non conference. They had nobody who even contested them in in five A. No no yeah. team contested them. You know, and it's not not a not a knock against anybody else, but yeah, Parkview it, for 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 my money is the best team in Arkansas this year. I mean, they've shown it. I mean, they I, I would line them up with anyone. You know, and the Fed, no disrespect to Fayetteville Greenway, nobody else. 
uh, this part of your team is a little different, uh, you know, and, and they they just shown it, man. And then you'd be shallow by what forty two or whatever it was a whole in bunch. the state final. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, I, you know, it, 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 you know it, it, but just it, like we just said it, with, with Greenwood, Harvey yeah. has done this every week outside of the the Bryant game where they they won on the road by a point. They've literally done this against everyone. Yeah, it's just amazing, man. Forty two to six at halftime. They had to have, man. It was, it was done deal. I mean, at that point, you know. So, hey, Coach Bowden has a legit powerhouse over there. Man. Man. He's done just a, a heck of a job. We talked about, you know, Chris Jones a, a minute or two ago. You know, Brad Bowden has, has just been uh, amazing for that program, man. And uh, and getting and get a great assist from his brother Bobby Bowden too. With Bobby Bowden. I saw a stat. Uh, other day about how just how good that defense has been, man. I think something like 24, 25 takeaways, 30 plus sacks. They allow like 190 yards total, you know, two yards a carry. That, that's that's domination against in a classification with, with really good teams. Yeah. Man. And, and again, <laughs> they, they have a, a program now at what Parkview, man. It's not going to be a one, a, no, actually two years now, but it's not going to be a two year thing. They're going to keep this rolling, I think. Yeah. Eric McGee, big game um, for Parkview, the quarterback, uh, 10 of 14 for 270 and four TDs passing, also ran for a touchdown. When the stage is big, man, that, it, that dude steps up. He steps up, man. Back to back MVPs, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the biggest of games, man, he, he does what, what he needs to do and, 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 and goes out and, and shows it. It's like he kind of cruises along. All of a sudden, oh, it, it, it's championship game. All right, yeah. man. Let me let me, let me flip that switch. <laughs> exactly. Let, let's go. Let me, let me go ahead and get it, man. Let me, let's get it. Let's <laughs> He's get done it. There, <laughs> uh, and you mentioned the defense. Uh, they held Bo Williams. You know, Shallow's stark running back. They held him to fifty nine yards on twenty carries in that game. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm not the best math guy, but that that. That uh that yard per carry is that's pretty low, man. For yeah. that for that guy to, to told it as much. And and but again, part of you had a plan, I'm sure. Uh, you know, Bobby Bolden came in and hey, we're gonna slow this guy down. Yeah. Uh and they they took that uh that aspect away and made try to make Shiloh one-dimensional. And that allows, you know, that they line to get after the quarterback. They allows that their secondary to kind of roam a little bit and, and they plays. Did. And yeah, they did. So they did, man. Yeah. Three interceptions in that game. Mm, exactly. It's like the song says, E.T., they on another level. On another level, man. <laughs> on another level. No, rather, no, no matter how you spend yeah. it, man, those guys are on another level. Man. Another level. Class 2A, this is a great game. I thought this might have been the best game of the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people would say the 7A. I thought this was a great game. Bigelow 28, East Poinsett County 14. Uh, Bigelow capped off a great season winning their first state championship. You know, uh, Luke Starr, that's my guy, man. He's a big low, man. He's a really, really good dude. You see him, man. He looks like a rock star with the long hair. Little bit, man. <laughs> he knows his football, man. And he's he's done a great job again at, at big low. And to do what they was able to do, man, and that slow down, uh, the guy on the other sideline, yeah, that, yeah. that's that's just a, a beast in that backfield. And he had those guys ready, man. And they, they, they led from the jump and uh, held off a, a, a charge from, from EPC, man, and, and got it done. You hold Dennis Gaines to 48 yards on 19 carries. You have done something. You have done something. I guarantee you, you hold him to that 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 amount, you're going to win the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He makes that team go. And when he's limited like that, you, you're going to win. Uh, and I'll be able to put anything on that. And they were able to do that, for, for which no one has done, probably in his entire career uh, that he's been playing. And uh, they had a game plan, again, kind of similar to what, you take take that guy away, you're gonna like your chances. And they did that. EPC still has, you know, great athletes and oh, some yeah. good guys on this side of the field. They were able to keep battling. But again, 
you know, you, you cut the head off that snake. And yeah. You, you're going to like the chances, man. And, and Bigelow did that. What about what, great uh, sports uh, year and, 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 and not just in football for Bigelow, but they won a state championship in basketball as well. Their baseball mm-hmm. team made a deep run. Uh, man, they, they got it going on over there in, in all the sports they're playing. They do, they do, man. And and again, their, their basketball team is again loaded. You know, uh, this year they're they're one of the best in the state. I had them in my early season, uh, preseason number one. They lost uh, their big kid, but they got a lot of all conference guys back. Uh, we got a deep bench, and they're going to be good again. Uh, and, and boys basketball, the girls team is pretty good as well. Uh, you know, so they 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 they're getting it off on the right track with yeah. this uh, this football state title for sure. Uh, Rhett Newmeyer, big game for them. Twelve or twenty one passing, one ninety four, a couple of TDs. This is a kid that. Um, he's one of those kind of kids, ET man. You've seen him. No matter what sport it is, he's going to mm-hmm. be the best player on the team. It doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, but you know whatever it is, uh, he probably could go walk out on the golf course and and, and you know break ninety or whatever. He's <laughs> he's a dude, man. As, as, and uh, uh, you know, anytime you got a dude taking snaps and on every play, man, you you got a chance to win that game. And Bigelow won. Uh, I think thirteen or fourteen of them this year. Football. Exactly, man. And 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 him along with you know Carter Alexander, those guys. That they're multi-sport guys yeah. that, that can just really shine in whatever they're doing, like you mentioned, man. Uh, and and Red is another one of those kids, man, who goes out no matter what the situation is, no matter what the sport, he can go out and perform. He did it every every week for those guys, and then on the biggest stage, uh, like kind of like Eric McGee, he went out, did his thing, and it, it's not anything new. They don't expect anything different, you know, from a guy like him. You know, he goes out and just does it, get it done. He goes out and balls out, man. Mm-hmm. He balls exactly. out. Uh, eight man football. Rector twenty two. Spring Hill sixteen in overtime. E man, I, I love the eight man game. Uh, what, what a big thing for Rector and that community. You know, winning a state championship like that. Um, a program that uh, they tried to play eleven man. Uh, mm-hmm. Tried to hang in there the best they could. But like a lot of those small schools, man, sometimes just having enough guys for eleven man is just almost impossible with injuries and things like that. They made the move down to eight man, and they got a big state championship trophy now to show for it. I'm, I'm with you on that, man. I'm, you know, I, I love that for that community, man. And they did it, you know, with some with some uh, weather weather issues yeah. Ooh, going man. on that day, yeah. man. <laughs> I don't know how long the delay was, but I, I, it was a while for sure. Yeah. And then for them to come back and and and, and finish it off, I think um, I don't know what the final. I think it was twenty two sixteen. Twenty two sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. They trailed. They they fell behind sixteen nothing in that game. Exactly. Not. And I was just gonna say they were down. You know, and for them to come back, you know, and, and get it done, that says a lot uh, about them. That's a big thing for that community, man. I mean, they're they're good in a lot of other sports, man. And now, you know, eight man football have a state title to show for that. Man, Drew Henderson four yard touchdown run in overtime that was the difference. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they stopped Spring Hill there, you know, when, on their possession in overtime and got that win. And a good job for the Cougars there winning the state championship, and they went ten and zero. Um, and man, you know, you're happy for. Uh, for those school, those small schools like that, like we talked about this last week, I, I, I'd like to see more and more schools, you know, the smaller schools, you know, try to play and get into eight man football because, right. uh, the, you know, it's just a lot of fun, man. It's it's a lot of fun and and the kids and schools and and that kind of thing to get involved in it. And I'm glad that Arkansas has, has adopted that, brought that back again for those smaller schools. Does that agree completely, man? So et, a lot of good football games were played this weekend. Who is your player of the week? Um, you know what? And the crazy part about it, this was probably my easiest pick of the year, to be quite honest with you, man. I mean, I, regardless, I've had some great, some great addits from uh, different kids, man, and state title games, even in the semis. But Eric McGee, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, that, that that's a dude, man. Three hundred over three hundred yards total offense, five, I think, total touchdowns. Uh, you can't say enough about what he's done. Now, back to back years, yeah, uh, state title game MVP, back to back state championships for that guy. 
uh, in that program. And he he got it done in the biggest game on the biggest stage. And uh, shout out to him. That is a that is a great selection there. And congratulations to Eric McGee and the Parkview Patriots, the best team in this state. You can book it. Go ahead and jot that now. Etch it in stone. Whatever you want to do, man. They they are number one and they deserve it. You can book it. We're going to take a break right here. And when we come back, Richard Davenport is going to join us, talk a little recruiting as uh, we move ever closer to the opening of the portal and as well as the early signing day coming up. We'll be right back with the Eye on Preps podcast. Get the latest breaking news on all Arkansas Razorback sports at wholehogsports.com. Our award-winning reporters and photographers go beyond game recaps to bring our subscribers the most trusted Razorbacks news anywhere. With expert analysis, the latest in recruiting, plus unique and compelling stories of your favorite teams. Subscribe today at wholehogsports.com. And welcome back to the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa with the Hog Sports Network. I'm now joined by the main man in recruiting. If it's about recruiting, my man Richard Davenport knows all about it. He's on top of it. RD, what's happening on this Portal Monday? No, man, it uh, the Portal uh, opened up at midnight last night. It's just, uh, I would imagine right now, it is just, a, just an absolute uh, madhouse. Kids getting hit up by uh, coaches, coaches trying to lock in a visit. Uh, you, you, and you're trying, you know, obviously, uh, Arkansas and all, most of the, all the other schools have done their homework on, uh, all the, the vast majority of guys, there may be some guys that they didn't anticipate jumping into the portal, but, uh, for the most part, Arkansas's evaluated everybody that's, uh, jumping into the portal or they've heard that it's going to be jumping in the portal, but there, like I said, there could be some, some surprises, and then, then you kind of, you know, say, oh, uh, hey, uh, you know, Chip jumped in. Uh, we we uh, let's, let's evaluate him and make a decision on him pretty quickly. Uh, and, and and then you're trying to communicate with all the other guys. And again, like I said, you're you're trying to get trying to get a visit the next uh, couple of weekends and or during a week or something like that. Uh, so uh, that's that's the tough part right now. And the, and the coaches. Uh, you know, trying to also go out on the road and uh, and visit kids and yeah. and uh, visit homes and stuff like that, and then they uh, have to uh, focus on the portal too. I saw where uh, Sam Pittman and uh, Bobby Petrino had made a trip to Pine Bluff to talk to Courtney Crutchfield, uh, trying to get him back uh, in the in in the mix or in the in the nest, I guess, um, for this signing class. So you got the portal transfer portal that opened up today. Uh, we, everybody saw the Ohio State quarterback uh, is in the portal. Uh, also heard today the Oklahoma quarterback Dylan Gabriel has is going to be in the portal. Um, the you know it's just it's going to be a lot of big names in there. Uh, but you also coaches also have to focus on these high school kids because that's where your program is built uh, through the high school recruits. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, you, usually your uh, your culture is developed through the high school kids that are in the program. Uh, you know, three, four, five years. Obviously, the number of kids uh, going to those, getting to that three to four or five years is a, a lesson because of the portal. But uh, that's that's who you really try to, uh, you know, focus on as far as your culture. And then the new guys coming in from the portal have to buy into that culture. Uh, and you hope you have good leadership uh, on your team. So the the uh, portal guys will you know understand that you know that this this is it this yeah. is, this is how we do things yeah so uh, but it's uh, it's 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 a different time in uh, college football obviously and the, 
and uh, just uh, just everything going all at one time. Used to about mid uh, December to uh, mid January, you 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 had a dead period, but now with the portal, there's a uh, January the fourth through the seventh. Uh, uh, th- there's a small window there for midterm uh, portal guys. Yeah. So the the they're also during that dead period focusing on um, transfers, trying to get those guys to visit uh, one of those days in, in early January. So it's it's always uh, – it's nonstop now, yes, it really have, is. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It is nonstop. Uh, so, R.D., Arkansas has gotten a couple of offensive line commits, uh, also hired a new offensive line coach this week, Eric Mateos. How will that uh, – I'm, I'm sure – that Sam and the guys are, are and the coaches are really focusing on trying to beef up that offensive line and, and particularly the depth there and and trying to raise the uh, the level there for sure. Yeah, I think that's the that's the absolute one position you absolutely have to uh, you know hit the portal and and improve. Uh, that there, that's it's no secret. I mean, that this past year's uh, offensive line was. Uh, Definitely not uh, what Arkansas is used to, and it led to uh, the team uh, struggling. And uh, so, yeah, the, you know, obviously they have a good idea who they want to go go after as far as the offensive lineman. But with uh, with Eric coming on board, he's he's also he may be bringing some names uh, yeah. to the to the, uh, the to the board that maybe wasn't uh, pre- previously on the board. So yeah, uh, that's going to be interesting. See which guys that they really focus on. Uh, uh, there, but uh, uh, you know they they have that one commitment uh, from Keyshawn uh, Blackstock uh, from Michigan State, and uh, uh, I, I tend to think that they'll try to add uh, anywhere from uh, three to four more. Yeah. Now, as of Monday, December fourth, today at nine fifty eight a.m., uh, KJ Jefferson still has not made an announcement on what he's going to do. I'm sure we'll hear that, um, you know, pretty soon. But as of uh, the clock's oh wait, it's now it's 9.59 a.m. and still haven't heard anything. So <laughs> we're, we're all kind of waiting to see how that's gonna go. I'm guessing, I'm guessing RD, the, the the consensus is that he won't is that he won't be back. Everything I hear, I would be very surprised if he comes back. But hey, who knows? You know, there you've been surprised before, especially, you know, when you're talking about even a 22, 23 year old young man. Uh, obviously a little bit more mature than a 17, 18 year old kid coming out of high school, but still yet, maybe, maybe there's a last minute, uh, you know, change of heart and, and he, he jumps back uh, uh, into the program. But uh, I, 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 I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. Uh, the early signing date is December 20th uh, for the high school kids. Uh, RD, uh, they got, I'm guessing they got some recruits st- still coming in. Um, are you hearing any any names of any players that they're bringing in that, that are not committed or maybe that are committed to other places that could be on flip watch? At this time, no. Uh, the, the, uh, there's going to be some kids that are committed to them that haven't taken their official visits and plan to come in this weekend. Justin Logan, uh, here, Greer, offensive lineman. Uh, one more that escapes my mind. But, uh, but this weekend will be mostly uh, portal guys. Now, could Bobby, uh, you know, uh, sway a, a skill guy uh, to, to Arkansas that's, Ed, you know, Evan Stewart, on maybe the high school level? Yep. Uh, yep. That's something to obviously <laughs> to keep an eye on. Uh, but, uh, you know, right now, I, I tend to think uh, the vast majority of what we see visiting over the next uh, few weeks 
will be uh, portal guys. Maybe he put Evan Stewart in his uh, in his backpack and uh, bringing him with him from Texas A&M. That'd be that'd be that'd be nice too. <laughs> hey, you, you, you in the SEC especially, you got to have playmakers, yeah. man. You yeah. got to have playmakers. The, the teams with the most playmakers usually win. Absolutely. Um, so, RD, um, if you want to read more about recruiting, and if you're not following recruiting right now now is the time that you want to be on top of it uh, because it is getting hot and heavy with the portal and the early signing date coming up. You can read more about Richard Davenport and what the recruiting's going on there um, in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. He has a column on there three days a week about recruiting. Also, his column post to wholehogsports.com. So if you're not a subscriber or following that and you call yourself a football fan, <laughs> so you want to follow RD wherever he goes, either whole hog or the Arkansas Democrat Gazette or both preferably. And, uh, RD man, always nice to have you on here. And, uh, we will just continue, you know, to have you on and, uh, and bring us the latest in recruiting news. And it is heating up. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll see you next week. You betcha. So we're going to take another break right here. When we come back, I'll be joined again by Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and we're going to talk about a couple of big state championship games this weekend in Class 3A and Class 4A. We'll be right back. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! And we are back with the Eye on Preps podcast. And we're going to talk about a couple of state championship games at ET Mint. And we are down to the final two games of the season. That's, that's tough to stomach, man. I, although, you, man. I, you know, I, I, I love my basketball fix as well. But, I mean, you know, football is kind of – Kind of sad to see it go, man. We just got the college football playoff uh, teams listed, you know, yesterday and high schools now down to this last, uh, you know, last day of game. So it's kind of kind of tough to swallow, man. I'm telling you. So let's start in Class 4A, Harding Academy. They made the drive up to Northwest Arkansas on Friday, and they won a wild game. We knew it was going to be a, a wild game. Uh, they won a wild game against a really good Elkins team, and they're going to play in their fifth consecutive state championship game this Saturday. Man, uh, Harding, you know, ha has has done what they've been able to do. They got to the final, you know, in their first year in 4A last year, um, and then brought a lot of guys back. Yep. Kind of flew under the radar a little bit early anyway. Uh, with, you know, with Valver bringing a lot back and, of course, Warren and guys like that. But they've simply – you know, went out and and won games. Yeah, you know, and then for them to go uh, to Northwest Arkansas and beat that Elkins team that that's loaded a loaded Elkins team. Uh, you know, says a lot about them. I think they led from start to finish. You know, and it, Elkins you know made a charge back and, and made it interesting, man. But Harding, you know, had enough to 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 get a, a really really big road win to get them back in the final, man. And that's says a lot again about what you know Neil has done over there with with that program. Man, their quarterback, Owen Miller, he just continues to put up, man, video game-type numbers, 500 yards of offense on Friday night, uh, and they were able to uh, – it was it was a one-score game there with 34-27 there, and then Harding just kind of pulled away. 
pulled away, man. And, and that was another one of those kids, man, that kind of flies on the radar a little bit, I think, uh, because he 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 does this every week. You know, yeah. he, he puts up again, like you mentioned, video game type numbers every week for that team, man. And that's that's huge, you know, for for that to happen. And and Harding, like I said they dominated three A for for I guess three however long years that was, and then to jump up a class and and, and continue to do the same thing. Yeah, uh, that, that's huge, man. And and he again is another long line of quarterbacks that that they, they come from Harding Academy, man, and just get it done. Yeah, go out and just play football, and that, that's what that kid does week in week out. And uh, he got one more chance to show it again uh, coming up. And they will take on Rivercrest uh, Saturday night at War Memorial Stadium uh, for the 4A state championship. When you talk about Rivercrest, you talk about two names, Kobe Turner. <laughs> it seems like there's a, there's a Turner running back over there almost every year, man. But that kid is nice. You know, he, he's cat quick. Uh, but the thing about it, he, he's not just a huge kid. But he's he's kind of stocky. He you know, is. He's a, he's a slender. If yeah. this makes any sense, slender stocky. I don't know if that makes any sense or not. Uh, but when he hits the hole, it's, it's he's hard to 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 stop with just one tackle. Yeah, he's, you know, like, he's no, no, no arm tackling. No, yeah. no, no reaching out. No, that's not going to work. You know, usually it's going to take two or three guys to get him down. But the same again, he's not just a big kid. You know, he, he's tall enough. Uh, but he he's extremely elusive for 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 what he's able to do, man. And he makes that team go. But you know, they've got a couple other guys in that backfield. He gets the bulk share of the, of the notoriety. Uh, but Rivercrest, you know, they, they, they're going to be formidable. That's for sure. If you remember, E.T., when uh, Houston Nutt, after that big LSU game, uh, when he said Darren McFadden is a football player, that's football the player. same thing with Kobe Turner. He is a football player. He is a football player, yes. literally, man. There's no no way around that, man. He can get it done in the backfield. Um, and then he on defense, he's a, he's a menace on defense as yeah. well. He you know, will so hit he, you, he, Honestly, man. he doesn't really come off the field no. for those guys, but it doesn't bother him. I mean, he just goes out and plays football. And that's what you want yeah. for, uh, for, for any program, man, no matter what position you're playing or what you're doing. Go out there and just play football. That's what he does. He does it, and he does it well. Um, mm -hmm. So that's the 4A championship game. Harding Academy, high-flying Owen Miller pass and run against Rivercrest and their pound, grounded pound attack with Kobe Turner. He had 268 and two touchdowns for the Colts last week, and uh, that should be a good game uh, on Saturday evening. The matchup at noon on Saturday, Boonville-Prescott. This is a game a lot of people thought was going to happen. Both teams handled their business on the field, and that is what we got. Boonville, they beat a very good Glen Rose team on Friday to get to the back to the championship game. And uh, for Prescott, they beat uh, a Cinderella team in Mansfield to get to the championship game. E.T., this should be a pretty good game at noon on Saturday at War Memorial. I mean, these two teams who who I expected to be in the final anyway. They they were my one two uh, all year in three A, uh, and they just again like a lot of these other teams just, just went out week in week out and got it done. You know, it's no shock to me at all that Boone was back. Definitely not shocked that Prescott Prescott's back. You yeah, know? And, and both went out handled their business at home this, this this past Friday night, and here we are with the the matchup that again, like you mentioned, most of us thought would happen uh, in three A. Absolutely, Booneville. Uh, Dax Goff, he gets most of the notoriety. He deserves most of the notoriety. This is a kid that's done it for them. Man, E.T., seems like he's played for 10 years down there. Um, he does, <laughs> does it on offense. He does it on, de on defense. Offense, he's he's a, a got almost 6,000 career rushing yards. Defense, he's got over 300 career tackles. I mean, this kid does it all, and he did it all um, in their 34-25 win against Glenn Rhodes. He ran for 157, a couple scores, and threw – 
a touchdown pass in that game. <laughs> and a, a new wrinkle. Yeah. <laughs> new wrinkle. Get lined up and, and getting the one on, on the on the passing end of it, man. It's not fair. That. That's not fair, man. It, it ain't fair for a dude to be able to do that. Uh, but the big difference for Boonville this year as opposed to last year, Rylan Ray. Rylan Ray, Ray, Ray is back and healthy. He is he's playing at the level he was playing at before his knee injury. He had 117 and two touchdowns against Glen Rose. So when you focus your attention on number 34 Dax Golf, Rylan Ray, number 33, he's gonna tear you up. That that's what makes that team so good, man. I mean, it's it's hard enough to defend what they do offensively with just run one back and then, you know, and then of course, of course kind of from the quarterback. But when you got two backs that can that can bust you know, runs and pop runs, you know, left and right at the drop of a dime. That makes it extremely tough uh, on opposing defenses, man. And yeah. like I said, Dax has seemed like he's been there forever, uh, but he got a, his partner in crime is back, man. Yeah. And, and that was the big thing, you know, coming into the season. You know, Rodden Way is back and healthy. That makes them that much better. You know, they got to the final last year with with, with Dax, but Rollins is there now and they're even better. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that's that's tough to, to, to deal with, man. It is. Then you got Prescott, uh Pierce Yates. He's you know had a great season for them. He had a couple of touchdowns in their win against Mansfield. Uh what's interesting, uh ET is that uh Pierce is going to Kansas State as a baseball player. He's gonna go play baseball, baseball at Kansas State. But K State has offered Dax Golf as a football player, so he he may be going there to play football. So these two dudes could be, you know, they may be at Kansas State up in in the Little Apple together. You know, <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it, man. And, and, and again, I think a lot of people don't, don't didn't didn't know that uh, that Pierce was, was committed to, to Kansas State for baseball. I, yeah, I learned that uh, back in the in the uh, in the early in the fall that he was going there. Uh, but I can guarantee you, he can, he can, he's good enough to play football at a lot of D two oh, yeah. around you know around the nation and. You know, probably some 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 lower level D ones if he really wanted to, because he's that type of athlete. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and, and, and again last year he, he was their their, their leading uh, tackle on defense. Yeah, at, at, yeah, at linebacker. You know, so he made the switch to offense, and 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 he's done just a, a heck of a job with that team, and that's that's full of athletes, man. He he's got them going. He's been been the guy that that gets them rolling every week. Um, and again, like we mentioned, with a lot of these other kids. Uh, he's got one more game to go and show it. It's going to be a, a really good one, we think. He's a dude, man. That, that, dude, literally. <laughs> that's what he is. So, E.T., e man, got some great games this week, and we'll wrap up football next week, and we'll talk a little bit of basketball, too, because we got a couple of couple of big basketball tournaments coming up this week. Uh, Fayetteville's hosting a tournament. Um, mm -hmm. keep, keep an eye on that. Uh, I'm going to be doing an interview with Greg Thomas um, this week for a story that I'm going to write for Hogs Illustrated. Greg Thomas, of course, the former Arkansas uh, Razorback quarterback in the 80s, um, has written a, a book about that, his career and that experience as a quarterback here. He's bringing his Plano East Texas uh, team up here to play in that tournament. And uh, ET, I don't think they're making that five or six hour drive up here just to just to be here. I think they got their their mindset on on doing well when they get here. Um, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, what right. what uh, what other big tournaments we got going on this weekend, E? Uh, it, man, it, it's it's from now until you know, really probably right after the New Year. So many tournaments going on. You like you mentioned the, the Fayetteville tournaments going on there. Uh, you got the Ripley Classic down here in, in Central Arkansas with you know the Christian and, and Central the Marmel, uh, Brian those teams. You got I think Cabot has the FCA Classic uh, going on over there. There's a tournament down uh, uh, in Southwest Arkansas that's real big in that that part, man. So it, it's, it's tournaments everywhere going on, man. I'm kind of stretched 
in every di- different direction, you know, <laughs> right now, man. It's just so much going on, but it's a good time. It is. Uh, if, if you like sports, man, to, to go out and, and you guys still got football going on. You got, you know, basketball heating up, you know, Harding again, at which, which where I'll be again this weekend is in the semifinals of, of division two. Uh, you know, so you got that going and, and it's just, just a really good uh, time of year to go out and, and watch some, some, some sports. Absolutely. So that will take care of this week's edition of the I on preps podcast. As always, man, I, I, enjoy, I love having ET uh, on this with me to bring me the inside of what, what's going on around the state. And we talk about all of it. If it's a ball and they keep score with it or, or whatever, we're going to talk about it. And uh, we'll be back here next week, and we'll recap these two state championship games, and we'll talk a little basketball. So for Eric Taylor with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, for Richard Davenport with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, I'm Chip Susan with the Hog Sports Network. Thank, for list- thank you for listening to the Eye on Preps podcast, and we'll catch you next week. See you, brother. All right, man. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.